you want to make the content that people want to go and actually search and watch the type of ad that pops up that makes someone laugh ads that are educational content that offers value content that you would want to select to watch instead of just waiting to click the skip ad button that's what it is to not be the ad and to be the TV show. And I think that's 100% the future of marketing. You want to be the thing that they're watching, not the thing that they're trying to skip. Welcome to Top of Mind, a show where we speak with top marketers, creators, and leaders who are shaping the culture around us. I'm Stuart Hillhouse, and I believe that through great marketing, you can earn the privilege of occupying a tiny sliver of your customer's already overflowing brain. Join me today as we learn what it takes to become top of mind. Imagine this. You land on the website of a B2B business. The landing page features a photo of a perfectly diverse group of people huddled around, smiling and pointing at a computer monitor. Your eyes roll and you scroll a little bit lower, looking for something a little bit more interesting. Next is a video. Okay, this could be better. Hopefully it's better than the last three paragraphs of fluffy nonsense you just skimmed over. Unfortunately, you're wrong. The video includes a slow talking voiceover, reading a script that was obviously written by a committee. The images show a slow motion scenery shot of a green field, then factories, and then a perfectly lit office for some reason. Does this sound familiar to you? There's a lot of boring business videos out there. Luckily for you, I'm joined by a video producer who makes videos for brands that are the opposite of what I just described for you. She's the founder of Epic Media and has created branded content for Adidas, Drift, Rosetta Stone, Bumble, Calm, Invisalign, and dozens more. Her work has contributed to over 1 billion organic views, over 7 million followers, and over $250 million in funding and revenue to her client portfolio. I'm excited to welcome Danielle Hope Diamond to Top of Mind. Danielle, thanks for jumping on. Thanks for having me. That was an epic intro. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's a pretty good name for your agency too. So let's be let's be fair. Your agency recently uh, did a cool video. It was an SNL short for Saturday Night Live that featured the rapper Kid Cudi. You've got actor Timothy Chalamet. So I don't even know how to pronounce his last name, but I know he's a big deal, and people always yeah. joke about him. Yeah. <laughs> and then you've got two SNL cast members, Pete Davidson and Chris Red. And the short was them rapping about uh, a weird little flute, and that and, and and it keeps going like that. And I'll include a little audio clip here because, of course, you have to do that. This yes. is a this is a high production show here. I'd love to hear how that opportunity came to be and what was it like to do an SNL short? Yeah, I guess when you're working, so so the whole thing with, with Epic Media and, and everyone on our team is we do business and marketing and we create a ton of commercial content. But when we're not doing that, 
we're working on Hollywood films, TV shows, Broadway shows, that sort of thing. And so when you get to know enough people in the industry, people start to know to come to you for specific skills or, or oh, these guys have a robot. This person can do really cool things visually. And so I think it was it was just one of the producers or DPs or someone had had sort of seen the work that we'd been doing and said, hey, like we want to bring the robot onto the show and we want you to sort of give us some cool visual direction in terms of some some like fun shots we could get that you can't get with just a steady cam or like just a camera like on a tripod or a gimbal or that sort of thing. And so they brought us in. It was the longest shoot day of my life. <laughs> Everything sort of just happens like like on the spot since there's so little planning that goes into SNL just because of how little time they have. Mm -hmm. It's very much getting there on the day of. You don't know much. You get a script. In this case, you get a recording of the song and it's sort of just figuring it out. And and the, the whole production in terms of the crew is just as improvisational, if not more improvisational than, than what the actors are doing. Oh, that's super cool. Tell me about this robot. What what does it look like uh, for those who've never seen sort of like a, a camera robot? Yeah. So it's just this really big like arm. It's hard to describe. It's just like this huge piece of equipment that it was originally a mechanical piece of equipment built for factories that has become repurposed to use in the film industry. And basically you put a camera on this robot arm and you can just program it in these precise repeatable moves that do exactly what you want each time. That way you could really make any any vision come to life. And the great thing about it too, right, is it's because of that precision and the, and the speed that it can go at, you can get these incredible high-speed shots, which is particularly exciting for branded content because that's where you get that like super slow motion stuff, especially with product shots that really captures attention, you know, when you're doing that scroll on social and that sort of thing. Yeah, I was going to say that that kind of speed. And then when you have a really high uh, quality camera or like that has a high shutter speed, you can capture yeah. stuff that like you'd never be able to do otherwise, like juice squeezing yeah. from an orange while the camera is rotating around exactly. it and like crazy things like that. Looks super cool. Exactly. And get it exactly how you want. Mm -hmm. You've got a you've got a cool quote at the top of your website that says, don't be an ad, be the TV show. Can you explain to me the origin of that quote and and what it means to you and your company? Someone actually asked me about this last week. I I can't remember the origin of the quote other than it's just how I've felt for a very long time since combining video production and marketing. Just based on what I've seen from a data standpoint and and from a brand standpoint, the ads that make people laugh the ads that are educational or even just content that's educational, content that offers value, content that you would want to select to watch instead of you know, having it forced in front of you and just waiting to click the skip ad button. You want to make the content that people want to go and actually search and watch or the type of ad that pops up that makes someone laugh so they'll share it with a friend. That's what it is to not be the ad and to be the TV show. And I think that's 100% the future of marketing. And it, and it is what works best today because people have just stopped trusting advertising, right? They see a typical old school style commercial and they're like, oh, this is just an ad. I'm going to click click skip ad. And then they sort of go on to you know their cat videos um, and other YouTube videos that they're watching. So you want to be the thing that they're watching, not the thing that they're that they're trying to skip. That's a simple way of putting it. The bar for content has gone up so high that 
you may as well make the good stuff rather than the skippable stuff because people will always skip it. I hate using Apple as an example because they're so out of anyone's league, but but they do it right. Like an example was, I think it was called The Morning Show. I remember watching that and that was kind of like their cornerstone piece, of, like the cornerstone TV show yeah. when Apple TV came out and everything like that. But I remember the pilot episode the first three minutes, there are four or five Apple products in the show. There's like, they're, they're all on their, like it opens with the iPhone alarm going off and then they're on their like MacBook pros and stuff like that. I was like, that is, that's kind of what the bar is now is make a TV show with products in it rather than making crappy ads that just show off your product. 100%. I actually have on my computer desktop right now, something that I've been meaning to share is that same exact concept from Grey's Anatomy. In quarantine, I spent a lot of time watching Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> and yeah. And and you'll notice a couple times Lexus pops up, but there was one time in particular where one of the characters gets really rich. And the first thing he does is he buys this Lexus and he shows it to the characters. And it's super subtle, but but the impact it has is, oh, Lexus is a nice car. Oh, this character I really like got a Lexus. And that's right. like product placement at its finest, right? You're putting your product into content that people are just going to watch anyways. Totally. You mentioned that you have a background or experience with like Broadway, Broadway yeah. production and Hollywood screenplays. Tell, tell me about that. Is that you or is that your team or, and, and how do you, how do you merge that? And what have you learned from it? Yeah. So that's both me and my team, you know, pre COVID when, when Broadway was open, we were actually in the middle of writing a new musical with the Broadway producers of Hades town and eat too proud. Spent a lot of time working very, very closely with a writer who who wrote for Disney for many years. He wrote Mulan and Prince of Egypt, amongst many others. And so, yeah, we have a lot of me and, and, and two other members of my team in particular have just spent a lot of time in the Hollywood screenwriting world and in, in the Broadway playwriting world in particular. So the next question is like, okay, what does that have to do with B2B content? Well, if you want to be the TV show instead of the ad, your content has to have that narrative quality of an actual TV show or of an actual movie or musical, even if it's only one minute long, you can still apply that creative process to the ad and create something that people actually want to watch and that people will actually enjoy watching. And so we basically just take that same process we use when we're writing a Broadway play or when you know we're working with, with Hollywood and Broadway producers, and we just we apply that to B2B creative. Is there a specific process that you go through in that, those early stages where you try and figure out what the story arc should be or the the characters and like the outcomes and all those? There's so there's thousands of storytelling uh, frameworks, but I was wondering if there's anything specific that you kind of keep going back to because it works so well. So the thing with writing a screenplay is that it's a huge puzzle. And my favorite thing is figuring out the puzzle of what is this story arc? Like I... I love actually even just watching things that exist and the things that I love, I love because I'm like, yep, this is perfect. I wouldn't have done anything differently. But a lot of the times uh, people hate watching things with me because at the end of watching things, I'll rearrange it and say, this is what should have happened instead. This was the wrong character. Like it should have been this arc. And and so that's sort of the, the it's, it's takes a lot of practice and it takes a lot of passion to, to, have a true to really be able to understand the arc. But when it, so let's talk about B2B specifically though. There's there's one sort of framework that keeps coming back 
in terms of what works for B2B. And that is really connecting with people in terms of the problem and making fun of the problem. The biggest mistake I see B2B brands make, there's there's a few of them, right? The first is the really boring animated explainer video that's like, it's not even an, an animated version of the actual product. It's just bad, boring animation with a boring voiceover. Yeah, it's like three so minutes bad. long. Yeah, like no one enjoys those. They're way too long. They're boring. And they focus only on, here's our product, us, 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 us. And then, you know, there's also, I find this one so funny, the one, this like type of homepage video with the CEO talking about their brand values that sounds like a bunch of gibberish. That's the same brand values that every other brand also has on their website. So that's not really a differentiator. But the, when you think about the real reason someone is coming to your website, it is because they have a specific problem and they're trying to suss out if you can solve that problem. And so what I've seen work really well is this like comedic style or even just narrative style video on that homepage that really just amplifies the problem and, and raises the stakes of the problem, right? By satirizing it, by making fun of it, by showing relatable silhouettes or like like relatable vignettes of, of situations that have to do with the problem and just making it really relatable. So when they go to that homepage or when they see your ad, they go, oh yeah, that is exactly how I feel. And yeah. that's the crux of a good story, right? That's why you connect to certain characters. That's why you watch certain TV shows or movies over and over again. And you could do the same thing for your ad. And then once they connect, once you can connect with them on the problem and, you know, at the very end, have your little logo, find a clever way to say, you know, with our company, you don't have to do it this way. Mm -hmm. Then they're going to want to go check out more because you just presented them with something fun, with something relatable, with something enjoyable and with something shareable. Actually, Apple just did this really, really well. If you saw their recent, you know, conference that they had where they release all their products, they did this with AirTags. Before saying, here's AirTag and all the things that it can do and all the product specs and yada, 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 and the solution to your problem, they started off with this really funny video of a guy like looking for his keys and he like digs his arm into the couch and then goes a little bit further. And then he like ends up in this like cave and it's just like, it over, it does exactly this, right? It over satirizes the problem of losing your things like your keys and losing your wallet, that sort of thing, presents it in this funny, really big, high stakes narrative style way. And then once they made you connect with that and laugh with that and go, oh my God, yep, the amount of times that I've lost my keys and it's been the been in the weirdest damn place, like this is probably a product I could use. Then they had the person saying, hey, this is AirTag. Let me tell you about this product. Mm -hmm. They didn't jump right in. They told you a story first, a narrative visual piece that was honestly like a really great short film type of thing that you can relate to. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's really the way to do it. Start with the problem and tell the problem in a short film and then drive them to the solution. Okay. I love this. This is super, super tactical, but yeah. also like applies to any form of content. I think anyone can totally. kind of take this, whether it's video or written or photos, like whatever you're into, but let's keep focusing on video uh, content. And let's actually start talking about social first content. So yeah. like con video content that is made for social media, presumably you want to do the same framework, but you've only got five seconds probably as like being generous to get someone's interest into why they should 
either watch the rest of the video or take an action or, wow, that was a cool video. I'm going to share that. Yeah. So there's two two types of, of things there, right? The first one is like that funny comedic homepage video. The great thing about that is you can share that on social and do tons of iterations of it. Like we did that at Drift and it, it worked wonders. It, it really helped establish the brand as an actual brand and not just another, you know, B2B MarTech company. You can take that and distribute it across social. We did literally one day, I just took a camera and a, and a and and a friend and and filmed this like Nike style thing when I was at Drift and we did not do any tar- any paid ads all organic and just because the video was visually interesting it told like a little story in under a minute we got you know hundreds of thousands of of organic views just for creating something that was interesting so the, that's the first thing right is creating something interesting something shareable when we do comedic ones those tend to get a lot of shares because it's like oh yeah this is funny this is relatable and then you have the educational side of it right so those types of comedic narrative videos are very top of funnel you are only going to have the resources to make so many because they can be more expensive if you if you want to do them right which you should do them right if you're going to do them at all like they're going to take a little bit more time they're going to be key to the brand but that's not the content you're going to be posting on a daily basis when it comes to daily basis content that is where you're going to want to be really educational and and really position yourself as the expert in the field that your company or product or service is in. And so that's where those short little video clips just offering tons of value serve an enormous purpose for brand growth. Okay, so you've got the is hero is is he, is that the, is that the right wording? Yeah. Like is that totally. industry lingo? <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a hero video. It's a top of funnel video. It's 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 sort of this evergreen hero piece that you know is going to run as a targeted ad for a while. It's going to live on your website. You're going to share it natively too. It's the one that's going to going to get a lot of buzz. But then there's but you're not going to post those every day, right? That's too much. You can't do those every gotcha. day. So invest invest heavily into the hero, but then also. And when we talk about distribute it, you mean actually like change the aspect ratio from horizontal to vertical so that you can create little ads for every platform, have it shared totally. on all the social like that. Is that, are there any yes. secrets there that, that people should know about how to re- repurpose those, uh, those big assets? Yeah. When you are just, just sort of all these things in pre-production, right? So the simplest way to repurpose it is to just take it and add a headline add a really catchy headline to the video and subtitles and boom, you have a LinkedIn ad. That's it. And headlines as for LinkedIn in general are going to be key to capturing any audience regardless of the content. If you have a terrible headline, no one's going to want to click and see what it's about. If you have an amazing headline, people are going to want to click and see what it's about. So that's the first thing. And then there's things like Instagram story ads. I don't know too many people in the B2B world running TikTok ads, but if you are, it's still some you know that sort of vertical style and just making sure that you think about that in production to make sure that 6 to 15 second version of whatever you're making is like catchy and has the right framing we do a lot of work with Snapchat actually we're a Snapchat uh, creative partner and so just with those it's like how do i tell this story in 6 seconds or how do i use three frames to show something interesting. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's where like social ads are with with those types of videos can definitely 
be a bit different. But the good thing about B2B is that your audience is most likely going to be on LinkedIn. And so you can take that asset that you have already and pretty easily like throw a headline on it, add captions, and and just have an ad right there. And then I would also honestly on those platforms just share the video natively without all of that if it's this high pr- production quality funny video and and see what it does on its own because people are going to look at that and go oh this is this looks this visually looks like a tv show yeah let me take a look at it and so those also tend to do really well without all the extra headline captions sort of things and and the key there well and here's here's something that i want to note about distribution though your video though that big hero video is going to perform best if you have already started to build an audience with daily educational content. And so that's going to be the big boost to get people to actually go to your website and buy your product. But if every day, say say you run a, a marketing related company, if every day you're giving marketing advice in a minute, and and people know you as the person who gives great advice about marketing, then when you post that big hero video, it's going to get so many more eyes than if you have never posted a thing in your life before. Mm-hmm. And so that's where they really go hand in hand, right? Is this daily content that's educational is also important. So there's there's entertainment, but then there's also education. And they are two different things, but you need them both. It's, it's not really one or the other. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's chat about that kind of daily, short, snappy stuff that yeah. is lower production, but can have a huge impact to to kind of amplify the the high production stuff. Yeah. So the great thing about these is they're really easy to do. You know, it's it's one of the great things about podcasts is that you can have a podcast, pull out, you know, a minute clip of your guest and borrow their audience. That's one way to do it. Another thing is if if you are someone who works at a company, runs a company, or trying to build a brand both for yourself and a company, or or you know either or, you can take out your iPhone, make a short clip in a minute, add a headline and captions, and and there you have a clip. And there's actually there's a framework that that I use with my clients to make sure that they are getting the most concise version of the value they're trying to give, and it's this: the first is point. So the first thing you want to do is state the point you're trying to make so people know what to expect and if they want to stick around. The second is proof. So once you make your point, the second thing you need to do is prove that point. So that could be a statistic, that could be a story, a case study, something like that, some sort of anecdote. And then the third thing is action. What action do you want your viewers to take based on this point and proof you just presented to them. So point, proof, action. And just so you know, the action does not and should not always be a CTA of go to my website, you know, listen to my podcast, do this. What I mean by action is like, what am I going to do differently now in my career now that this has been brought to my attention? That's the real action is, is the actual value and what they are doing wrong versus what they could do differently now. And so that's sort of the framework that anyone can take out their iPhone if they have something to say, state your point, show some proof, state an action that you want them to take, and you have a great video. I love that. That's so good. And, and you can get that hammered out in, thir- in less than a minute. Yeah. And if you are super bootstrapped. You can add captions. There's tons of free tools that allow totally. you to, to throw captions and headlines on it. 
or if you have a team and you just send that off, you can just yeah. kind of, you can record a week's worth in less than 10 minutes. Exactly. Kind of thing. <laughs> exactly. And something to note too is, is that's, that's the, the second most important part then, right? Is the headline. The headline is going to be the thing that, that really captures people's attention. So they'll go and watch that video. So when clients send us their social clips, I would say 90% of the time, like they, they'll they'll send over suggested headlines sometimes and 90% of the time we will change it. You want that headline to be something provocative. You want it to be something that that is is a question or something that that makes them do a double take, something that goes against the grain of of what they know or believe is true. Other like don't just make it a description of what it is because that's kind of boring. Then it's like you're giving away the goods. You want to kind of question, like you want to pose it as a question almost. So they really want to be prompted to find out the answer. Wow. So you're not only just a high quality video production studio, you're also top-notch copywriters and they're creating the... Mostly for headlines. I wouldn't write a blog post, but <laughs> but yes, both headlines, headlines and... Well, that's again, the screenwriting stuff, right? Good headlines and a great script is is going to be just as important as as high video production quality and and making things look like you're shooting shooting SNL, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. How important is like backgrounds and things like kind of imagery behind the person because like I don't have any nice lighting in my in my setup. You have some lighting but not like a crazy amount and you've got like a Christmas tree in the background and stuff like okay. that. I mean, like, is that is that just kind of nuance? Is that kind of an excuse people are making that, oh, I don't have a good enough camera. I don't have a good background. I shouldn't do video. Here's what I'll say. Don't let that be an excuse. If that's your excuse, you're never going to get around to doing it, right? Like, you have to make things with what you have before you can go and invest in more things to make better things, if that makes sense. Like, I did not start out with with like $100,000 worth of gear. Like I didn't just go and buy a red camera and a cook lens and all these lights and and all that stuff. Or the robot. Yeah, or the robot. No, you don't just go and like go, oh yeah. And if I want to make good content, I have to get this. Like, (laughs) no, if all you have is your iPhone and your bedroom, then, or your computer and your bed, like use what you have and do not let that be an excuse because if you have something to say that people want to listen to, they will listen to it so long as the content is worth watching. Now, if you get to a point where you can afford to really, you know, amp up your background, do it. Here's a few things that will make your background stand out and why. So like things like pops of color, depth, just a more visually interesting image is going to make people more likely to stop the scroll. The biggest mistake I see people make is they try is they film against like a plain white wall or even like a green screen that's even worse and just like filming against something so plain is actually or like standing right against the wall too that's that's not well suited for a nice visual. What you actually want to do is stand as far away from the wall as possible. That way your image has some depth. Like put stuff behind you. The easiest thing, and then there's like pops of color, right? I have this this lamp. It's it's just a, I like the color purple. We actually used it on a privy shoot, and I like the color purple so much that I've kept it that same color purple ever since. I have these plants 
that just look nice. I am not good at taking care of things. And so they are not real. Like simple little things that you can do to just add some color to your backdrop or and personality too. Say you play, actually, I should do this. Like I've got guitars and cellos and, and stuff like that. If, if you're a music person, throw a guitar in the background, like, like something visually interesting. Visual, so something visually interesting, depth to your image and not just like a plain backdrop that you're standing right behind. Yeah. That's great. I, I should hang some stuff behind me. I've got just a yeah. beige wall right now. I've got, I've got a plant, but it's not the most exciting plant. I said. So if we were to kind of like in one sentence or one th- train of thought, I guess, kind of break it down and figure out like what the 80-20 rule is for like video production. So like what is the 20% effort that will get you like 80% of the way towards having awesome videos and, and, and put you on the path towards being able to improve yourself? or at least test it out. Well, there's, there's, I'm going to put you on the spot here, but what would you say is that like 20% effort that will kind of yield you 80% of the results you're looking for? So the biggest thing with like that daily social content, especially if you're working with an agency like Epic or you're working with a designer or you're working with someone on your internal video team, don't be too picky about the colors or or like the specific branded stuff, because it's not going to make a difference. I promise you, like what's really going to make a difference is having the right headline, you know, just making sure you're following that format that works headline captions. I do that thing where you have the bar going across it. Like it's almost like a timer that really helps. So those things is what's going to be most important. And just the content itself, right? Having a great headline and a great piece of content, like that's the bare minimum that you need to to start creating content that performs well. Like don't spend hours trying to get the perfect design. Trust your design team to just do something and test it and see what works. Like don't don't spend hours trying to find the perfect ending animation because again, like the ROI on that is as long as you know it says what it says, it says what you need to say, the being animated a certain way is not going to make a huge difference, I'm going to be honest. And so that's like the biggest thing in terms of the 80-20 rule that I that I really see people make is they 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 care too much about their arbitrary brand guidelines and really it's just like put out content. People don't care about your colors or your design or this or that or your font or whatever. Just put out interesting content that people want to watch. That's the that's the the basis of it. And then then okay, here here's the big thing with with the hero video. I would rather a company spend 15 or $20,000 on a simplified version of what they want that has a really good script and professional actors and high production quality and is well-directed and edited and, and put together nicely and then really like has just a really strong story and with put together by strong storytellers then uh, a you know have a really shitty script and spend a hundred thousand dollars just for the sake of it or on the flip side try to do everything in-house and like spend that money you know trying to figure it out themselves because I, I think it's Dan Kennedy who who said this what is leave the comedy to the comedians and and so really like 
don't have the biggest mistake I've seen people make is like, is the place to get scrappy is not on the script. Don't let your don't give don't make this hero video the project you give to your copywriter or your blog writer because a blog writer and a screenwriter are two totally different things. Like they a blog writer shouldn't be writing a screenplay, screenwriter should not be writing a blog. And so that's sort of a big mistake that I see. And then again, don't use fake like don't use people in your company as actors <laughs> that's it doesn't work you got like people go to school for acting for many many years to be trained to do it right your intern your internal video person might not be a trained professional director and 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 that'll make sort of an impact so you know what i mean like it's so the, in terms of in terms of like 80 20 there it's really about story and storytellers like that's going to be the key thing is just like don't sweat the little details of like Oh, like, I'm trying to think of like, actually, I, I haven't had too many complaints. I'm trying to think of like, <laughs> like little details like, oh, is our product positioned perfectly? Or, you know, is there a wrinkle here or things like that? It's it's really more about don't waste your time on that stuff. Waste your time on like making sure you really have the right story. You have the right people in the story and you have the right storytellers behind it. That's really the key thing. If you try to do it any other way, I've seen it fail a million times over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It sounds like the the kind of like anything being being prepared and having that plan and spending effort on like it, it costs nothing to delete a line in a Google Doc and rewrite it a hundred times. Whereas a production is very expensive. Every minute yes. costs hundreds of dollars. So you want to make sure that it's it's ready to go before then. You're not like making creative decisions on set. Yeah. Make sure that script that you have had, like don't write it yourself. Like make sure that script is locked in and approved by everyone. Because once that script is is in place, like you, that's kind of it. Otherwise, you're going to be spending a lot of money to fix it. But also, that's that's really the core of what's going to make it work, right? Is the script itself. The actors, even if the actors perform it like in their own way, as long as the script is written in a way that it that it comes across, like like it will it will be successful. The script is what's the most is is the most important part. So don't yeah, that's not something to go don't, like yeah. Don't skimp on the script. Yeah, don't skimp on the script. <laughs> Uh, okay, that was super great, Danielle. I've got one more for you, and it has to do kind of with just. So you kind of mentioned the well, putting the headline on it, and then the subtitles on videos. Another another style that I've seen that I see fairly often now, and a lot of kind of I guess I'd call it the upgrade from just filming on your iPhone with no editing is now the upgrade to that is like now then there's. There's animations and there's sound effects and there's quick cuts and there's a little bit of comedic storytelling and done through the editing process, not just in the script that the person's reading. And I know that you do the, that kind of content for Dave Gerhardt, which is how I found out about you. Like he's kind of updated his, his, his one-to-one kind of content where he films himself selfie style. And I've seen tons of other people do that. Why do you think there's so, okay, I've got two questions for you then. First is, why do you think that there's such an appetite for that kind of content? And then I'll get to the other one after that. My So here's why I started. Here's sort of where that like invention of ours kind of came from in terms of incorporating that into the B2B world is, is it was YouTube is, mm-hmm. is I spent a lot of time studying YouTube and there's actually people on my team who were like the OG YouTubers for anyone who's familiar with filthy Frank or the Harlem shake 
or pink guy. The, the, the guy on my team who I work very closely with, we, we call him our vira- virality expert. He, he <laughs> created all of that. And so we basically just kind of took this inspiration from YouTube and was like, okay, what is working in terms of the content people are watching most? And how can we apply that to the B2B world? And so what we started testing out with Dave's content that worked really well, especially for the stuff that was inside of DGMG, these like longer YouTube style videos were like, because of COVID, I couldn't, you know, drive, I couldn't really go and like film him. We, we didn't have that higher production quality. It was him on his iPhone or him on his, his computer. And so I was like, okay, what can I do to make this interesting and to keep people watching and like memes and GIFs and animations and even like taking things like if he's describing a funnel, what I would do is like design the funnel in sketch, like a custom design and like animate it. So it comes down to make it like visually more like visually more interesting and also just easier to digest that way. And so that's sort of why people have an appetite for that is it's what they're used to seeing on YouTube. It keeps things interesting, entertaining, and and just people love memes. People love laughing. If you can, if you can make someone giggle or do something that, that kind of makes their eyes pop a little bit, like that's going to be the key to pe- to keeping people's attention. Absolutely. I've seen, I've seen a lot of people do it. And then I, I'm a big proponent of going and lo- and studying other genres of content to yeah. see how other people are doing it, not just in your bubble of like B2B software people, like go elsewhere to see how totally. independent creators are doing it because their their success depends on do people stay to the end of my YouTube video? If not, exactly. the algorithm's gonna bury them. So that's a great place to go and look for how they hook you to watch another. 45 seconds and then there's a hook every 45 seconds there's something else to keep you going it's crazy so yeah just last question kind of ties into that is is are there any trends or styles of video that you're seeing that you're really excited about either that you're trying out or that you'd like to try out the future yeah so there's there's a few things the the first is just like i like i've been talking about and and again this is actually fairly new to the b2b world is like, I've seen people do comedy and B2B, but it's almost always product focused. The big shift in style is is really now this high demand that I'm seeing for, okay, let's make this funny. Let's make this interesting. Let's, let's create a narrative out of this. Like, let's figure out how to tell a story in a way that, that feels more like a TV show or that, that is very much you know, driven by the creative process of of playwrights and screenwriters, as opposed to, here's our product. Let me explain to you our product. So that's that's a B two B particular style that that I've been testing out that works really well. In terms of, we also do we do a lot of B two C content, right? We we we've worked with Tampax. We just did something with with Downey and Walmart and and things like that. And and people are really leaning into like TikTok style content. What you can do for your brand, though, with that for B2B is you can use that as a more interesting way to, to get an educational point across. So that's that's a really fun thing to play with. Like the second thing is like the, what I love about that is is seeing how can I tell a story in three shots? And that's that's been the biggest like thing with ads for that. So like we've done ads for Tampax and Candy Crush and like the biggest thing that that we've been asked is like, okay, how do we make this really eye-catching? And that's where like super slow-mo stuff comes in. Or how do we like tell a ridiculous story in three frames that will yeah. make people want to like swipe up or that will keep people curious to the end? And so those are those are two like 
trends that that I've really been like enjoying is like, okay, that creativity of what you can do in a really short amount of time. And then also just like, how do we take our our product and the problem that we solve and and make it interesting to people? Love those. I love those constraints too. It makes the challenge all that much more yeah. interesting and creative in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Awesome, Danielle. Well, this has been great. Thank you so much for laying that all out. There are some really good frameworks in there that I'm I'm going to try and have to incorporate yeah. into these videos now. <laughs> <laughs> so you can check out more about Danielle's work, epicmedia.com. That's E-P-I-Q media.com. And then on Twitter, dhopediamond. Thanks a lot, Danielle. Thanks for having me. If you enjoyed anything that you just heard, you're going to absolutely love what I'm about to tell you. If you go online to stuarthillhouse.com and hit the subscribe button, you'll be added to an email list where I share exclusive content related to this show. This is where I'm going to share my key takeaways from each episode, including my highlights, top of mind takeaways, and next steps that you can do to put this advice to action. I also share some real life breakdowns of marketing campaigns that I'm seeing around and how I'm using it in my work. So head on over to stuarthillhouse.com and hit the subscribe button to get your first email. Looking forward to seeing you there.